jealousy, insecurity, two of the worst traits you can have in life and in a relationship. Yes. So basically what you're doing is you're saying, I have both in spades to the point where I have to literally- <laughs> Look what I've got, jealousy yeah, yeah. and insecurity. This guy Come better, and get it. <laughs> this guy better be really rich and good looking. That's all I got to say. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are or, you? Uh, I like your, your casual look. My casual look. I am fully wearing knit pajamas right now, but it's a Wednesday night and yeah, it's just that kind of night. So this is my relatable look. <laughs> you guys have all been there. So pajamas today. We are in our living room, mm-hmm. which means we're answering your questions. Shall we get started? We shall. We shall. This first question is from Teresa. She called it her current situationship. (laughs) You like that? that? (laughs) I'm 29 years old, driven, successful in my career, own my own condo in a major city, decently attractive, well-adjusted, etc. I have had three major relationships, college, mid-20s, and late-20s, the most recent of which ended about a year ago. All of these relationships were marked by a very intense onboarding period in which we were fully obsessed, declaring ourselves boyfriend-girlfriend, spending every night together, and saying, I love you within months. I should note, all of these relationships ended after an extended period of time, i.e. years, not months, so I wouldn't necessarily categorize them as quick burns. Background on the guy. The man I'm currently seeing is 38, so again, she's 29, Successful in his career, but has moved around a lot due to it. From what I've gathered, he has had a handful of serious relationships, so not a commitment phobe, with the most recent one ending a year ago. He is personable, well put together, surrounds himself with a good group of friends, a touch shy, and according to him, was quite the ugly slash awkward duckling growing up and into college. The Situation I love how she's got, like, about me, about him, the situation. The situation ship. Breaking it down, really. Yeah, she really. I like it. I like anything that comes in, like, any form of point form. (laughs) It's just visually appealing. She's a pragmatic woman, you can tell. We have been dating exclusively for about two months. This has been much more of a slow burn than I'm used to, and I'm having trouble deciphering if this is healthy or if he's just not that into me. We consistently see each other twice a week and FaceTime once or twice a week in between. I always stay over at his house and we always enjoy coffee together in the morning before he drives me home. He cooks for me, takes me out to dinner. I've even met a couple of his friends very casually for drinks. The issue is dot, dot, dot. I keep waiting for him to be obsessed with me italicized obsessed i know that sounds vain and perhaps it is but every other guy i've dated always my age has been blowing my phone up trying to see me again trying to see me every night etc whereas this guy may text once or twice a day and sees me on a tuesday or wednesday and then a friday or a saturday when we're together i feel very connected but when we're apart i find myself starting to second guess if he's even that into me he is not the type to be overly emotive via text, but when we're together in person, he's very tender. So, my question's for you. Is this type of behavior just a reflection of age or maturity? Is there a way to broach this subject with him? And should this be a red flag for me, someone who's very emotional and emotive and loves that touchy-feely stuff? Is there such a thing as too slow a burn? Or am I just used to things in hyper mode? So the overriding question is, why isn't he obsessed with me? That's the title of the email, <laughs> which I love, by the Reasonable. way, because I, tot- <laughs> I can totally relate. I've been. I feel like I know this girl already. I, I have been this girl. Yeah. Yes. Why do you have? What are your thoughts? You want to go first? I mean, th- I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but she seems like a fairly grounded, intelligent woman. And As all our listeners of are. Of course. It's <laughs> Except by for the default. ones who are not women. <laughs> it's mathematically impossible that she wouldn't be. Yes. So if she's asking herself at this stage of the relationship, something's off, there probably is something that's off. You think so? So based on this guy's behavior, you think that something could be off? It's He's not seeing necessarily, her twice a week. It's not necessarily his behavior. I'm talking about what she said. So if she has the the f- 
feeling that something's wrong and enough to write in again to a podcast. <laughs> That's always here out. <laughs> Off the run podcast, I might add. Yes. I would say that she may have something there. You think she's onto something that there is something amiss? Yeah. But that's just my hunch. Wait, but what, okay, as you know, you're the man in the room. The guy is 38. He's had serious relationships. He's got his life together, more or less. He's a touch shy. Do you not think that this is just him being, just having a different personality type, but just maybe expressing himself differently? Again, she doesn't seem like a loon. She seems like someone she who, who is in touch with her emotions and in touch with the reality. And if she's feeling something off, my guess is there is something off. And I will also add, Ooh. beware of the awkward, nerdy college guy who blossoms. <laughs> that guy is out to make up for lost time. <laughs> Even at 38. Oh, yeah. Even, <laughs> especially at 38. <laughs> oh, interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way before yeah. i thought it's more likely that because he is kind of awkward and shy that he's more likely to be sweet but it does sound like he maybe he came into his own after a while mm-hmm. according to him oh so now he's well put together according to him he was quite the ugly slash awkward duckling growing up oh that's so interesting your perspective on that because i thought this was just sort of a love language thing and that everything was fine Oh, Am I, I just being too simplistic? Oh, no, no. Am I not reading I, between the lines? I, I, as I said, I'm being a little bit of a Debbie Downer here. I okay. think everything might be okay. But yeah. they've been going, this has been going on for like- They've been going steady They've been for going two together for <laughs> two months, right? Two months, yes. Yeah, it's a little early to make sweeping judgments. I think it's also a little early for her to broach this. I agree with that. She definitely should not be broaching anything. Yeah. Until at least like I would say month three and a half, four-ish- yeah, I just, it, they've been dating exclusively for about two months. To me, this is still the kind of, they're exclusive, so they have a level of comfort together for sure, but I definitely feel like this is the that getting to know you part where you're still learning about each other and how you express these things. And she's used to something different, but that doesn't make this wrong. I agree with you. I also think you have to always factor in pandemic. Like it's not totally normal times. Yes, and not everyone's at their best. Agreed. I know I'm not. So I don't know, maybe he's just not in his best mind place. Maybe we're giving him too much credit. But I don't really see that much wrong here, except that maybe he's not as effusive as she's used to. I think she should, I agree with you. I think she should uh, be aware of her spidey sense. Yeah. Just, Just stay in touch with that. But at the same time, she needs to give it a little more runway to make any sort of grand judgments about where this relationship is going or who this guy is. Yeah. Um, we, d- we don't have enough evidence to make a really good conclusion here. <laughs> I'm just basing it off her feeling, her yeah. gut. The gut is, is usually right. But uh, yeah. If you're not insane. If you're insane, the gut's women's wrong. guts, both parties, but... Sometimes women, I think, have a tendency to sort of overthink things and analyze all the ways in which it's not exactly what they had envisioned. To me, there's just not really that much wrong here, except he's not much of a texter, which to me is kind of a good thing. Well, that's the other thing I want to know, which we don't know, which we won't know, is has she dated other guys who are significantly older than her? Well, that's her question is, is this does this have something to do with his age and maturity. Well, again, like, yes, it may, but I would, I would love to know if she has dated other guys much older than her. And yes, there is a generational gap between 29 and 38. Mm-hmm. And the guy at 38 is going to be, le- not huge, but a guy at 38 is going to be less of a big time, you know, constant texture. Definitely less of a constant texture. But when I met you, you were 42. Like you, you were pretty obsessed with me. <laughs> Like what well, my point is that I, I your deny. age did not <laughs> did not reflect a different way of expressing that it's just more of a personality thing. I think the age is irrelevant to mm. that. No, I'm just talking in re- relation to the texting, the amount of social interaction digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I agree with is, that. There's a little generational yeah, gap. Yeah, definitely. There. But I don't think we have enough 
when I say we, I mean you, me, and Teresa do not have enough evidence yet. Do not have a a, 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 a case a fully a fully fleshed out case to yes. Can I just to, say I love that you know that it's fleshed out and not flushed out. Flushed out. Some people think it's flush. Ooh, like who I want to flush out. <laughs> flushed out. Yeah, they, they use flush out the way you would use flush out. Oh, well, flushed out does mean something, but it doesn't mean yeah, flushed out. Yeah, I know, out. I agree. Yes, okay. I know. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to say that I like that about oh, you. Oh, thanks. Teresa, uh, further this. research must be done. This yeah. is kind of like a Too nebulous early. answer, but we don't, I don't think there's, just because a guy doesn't express his obsession with you in the exact way you're used to does not mean he's not obsessed with you. Absolutely. Be keenly aware of your gut. Because your gut may be telling you something, but at the same time, give it a little more A little more runway. breathing room. Runway. Yeah. Give it a little runway. And breathing room. Plane's got to take off. Yeah. Also, decide for yourself if that's something you need. That's a big one. Because I've dated a guy that was not as effusive, and I had before that dated guys that were that effusive. And it was something right. I sought, and I wanted. I definitely need words of affirmation. And so if that's something you feel you need, then take stock of that that's a good point yeah you know her her gut may just be telling her the obvious which is she's not getting what she wants yes. maybe this guy is great and maybe this guy wants to be with her forever but he's not going to be the guy for her yes because by the same token only two months in this is still the early like honeymoon there stages should be they should be completely constant, in love constant and if, fireworks. Y- yes and if this is how he expresses that state to her that state of emotional yeah, this is as good as Affection. it gets. It's it never going to get better. Get better. Than the, <laughs> never going to get better in the first two months. <laughs> Something to bear in mind. Yeah. But good luck, Teresa. <laughs> good luck. All right. Alana from Canada asks, is it naive to think I might meet my future man organically without an app? I don't think it's naive, but I definitely think it's naive to think it's going to happen in the old school way where a man meets you at a bar or like will ask for your number or you'll meet through mutual. You know, you might meet through mutual friends, but I think that if you don't want to rely on apps, Alana, you need to be super proactive about going out of your comfort zone socially. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I think... I think there should be great efforts made by people who are in the market, so to speak, to meet someone in real life. Yes. We, like, we, Alana, respect what you're looking for here. And one of our favorite things about our meeting story was the fact that we met in person. That said, if you listen to episode number one of Dear Shandy, you'll know that it was because of dating apps that Andy and I met. I would say that... Do your best to meet someone in real life, mm-hmm. but not being on dating sites as well is like fishing without bait. Nice. Ooh, did you just come up with that? I, I did just come up with it. <laughs> I think I should be given credit. Well, it, it's totally true. I mean, you never know. This is why I really, I really believe in just having at least one profile up there. If it weren't for Match, I never would have met Jonathan, who eventually invited me to the event where I met you. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for Tinder, you wouldn't have swiped right on the girl who invited you to the event where you would meet That's me. That's correct. We would have never met 100% ever without dating apps. Yes. And without us being on dating apps. Yes. Relatively actively to the point where we got up and went to meet someone via the dating app. Yeah. So naive, I don't know if it's the right word. I think it's s- smart to just keep your options open. Like why not? Put bait on your hook. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Committing. Back. I'm committing to that. Yeah. You your goal, I think, just because I'm traditional. Um, I think your goal is to meet someone in the real world. Completely agree. But not everyone can achieve that nowadays. It's become much more difficult. And guys are programmed to feel like they're they need to meet someone online. Like, especially the younger generation is programmed to meet online. So she's really shooting herself in the foot by not at least having that one arena completely tapped. Yes. But the goal is to sort of use that in conjunction with other ways of being proactive socially. And hope, hope, hope that you do meet someone offline because that is cuter. It is. Let's be honest. (laughs) To meet cute. Yeah. 
Yes. You just never know where it may lead you. So, yeah, you don't have to rely on it. I don't think it's naive. It totally happens. But why not cast as wide a net as possible? Yeah. Just go sit, sit at the bar by yourself, reading a book with your glasses, your sexy glasses, and, you know, <laughs> do, do the whole... That's, that's, that's the way it's done. There was a store... I, I have a friend, I can't, why can't I remember this off the top of my head, but I know someone who was on an online date and ended up like sort of making eyes at another guy at the bar that her date had taken her to or <laughs> ta- taken her to. Another and then, example of an organic meeting through, through online dating. Yeah. Sucks for the date, but you just never know. Yeah. And I, and I just, just to add one last exclamation point, I think the more you put yourself out there alone in the world, yes. the more peep guys are going to start talking to you. So have dinner by yourself. Go to a movie by yourself. I love having dinner by myself. Take a walk by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you're, you're just, you're gonna get spoken to. And say yes to things. Well, yeah, not every guy, but yeah. Not to guys, say yes to things. When you're invited to a picnic, when you're invited to oh, yeah. a wedding, when you're invited... Oh, yeah, go yeah, out of your like, comfort zone. Yes. Always, always go to things. When you're invited to a, an event, a fundraiser for ocean animals, ah. despite heavy rain, say yes. Yeah. All right, I think we answered that. Good luck, Alana. This next question is from Carrie. Dear Charlene and Andy... Oh, oh, she's not that in the That is shandy. not our name. <laughs> Call us by our name. (laughs) I'm 27 and live in the D.C. area. I have a bad habit of continuing to see men I'm plainly not physically attracted to. Hmm. I do this because I simply don't tend to get dates from dating apps with men I'm attracted to. I'm glad to hear you talk about leagues on the podcast because while they're not totally politically correct... I feel like we flirt with being not politically correct all the time. Mm. I too think they exist. Many women I know date men who are below their league, and I know very few couples where the man is more attractive than the woman. Hmm. So I don't think I'm some crazy outlier here, but I'm frustrated nonetheless. I realize it sounds obnoxious to say it, but I've only twice dated a man whom I've been proud to show pictures of to friends. That's obviously not a big deal, but I'd love to go out with someone I'm excited to show off again. My closest friends consistently tell me I only date men who are less attractive and my family members have expressed the same. I struggle to get invested in men I otherwise like because of this issue. The biggest challenge is that I don't particularly enjoy having sex with them or even just doing anything physical because I simply am not physically attracted to them even if I think they're smart, funny, and all the other things I'm looking for. I try to give men whose personalities I like a fair shot, so I'm not one to just ditch a dude who looked better on the app than when we meet in person. But that too feels unfair. I've strung a few men along before as I hope that physical attraction will build, but it doesn't. I don't think I'm super hot stuff, but I consider myself pretty normal looking and conventionally attractive. I'm not a supermodel, but I feel like I deserve to be with someone I find hot. I'll add that unlike a lot of women, I am not picky about height. I like that she specifies this. I'll go out with anyone over 5'8 or so, which frankly doesn't carve out that many men. So what do I do? I don't think my dating profiles are weak, as I've had friends, including a straight man or two, vet them. I will note two interesting things. When I select that I'm bisexual on the dating apps I use, primarily Hinge and Bumble, I get interest from very attractive women, women I'd consider far prettier and frankly hotter than me. I also get interest from better looking men I consider too young, like 24 to 26. How old is she? She's 28, 27, sorry. Oh, good for her. At least that's good that she thinks 26 is too young for her. (laughs) Bravo. But the age range I'm looking for, roughly 28 to 34, doesn't like me. I'm affiliated with a relatively large, well-known university, and I do think that I have the stigma of being an overeducated woman working against me to some degree. Ooh, I hear you sighing over there. I mean, that's just Do you not think that's a thing? I hope it's not a thing. I think that this is certainly a function of the online dating situation, which has given men a very unfair advantage. Yes, and it sort of has, I think, tilted the entire league chart or graph sort of over one it's like it's, a guy can get a girl who's like a full notch hotter oh yeah just by being i don't know having a good job and being somewhat decent looking the game is rigged against women with online dating in a way it is 
My question to her is, why are you choosing to date these people? You're not being forced to date them. Does well, she have no I, other I mean, options? I, admi- I kind of admire it because I know a lot of people that wouldn't even bother giving a guy that they're not attracted oh, to sure. a fair chance. It is admirable. She's looking for, like, she appreciates a good personality, you know. I, Hallelujah. But <laughs> but at the same time, if she's right, again, it's the it's the meta. You're writing into a podcast. Yeah. Clearly, this is a serious problem. Maybe she should just be more selective to prevent these kind of... I'm sure she gets involved in these relationships. She has to get out of them. It's a lot of energy, a lot of, you know, negative energy. Maybe she should just be super selective and just, like, stay kind of single a little longer than she's comfortable to find... Because if physicality, if a physical appearance and, and sexual chemistry is this important to her, which I believe me, I'm not knocking, I get mm-hmm. it, she should wait it out a little longer. Because every time she gets involved in a relationship with a guy who she finds not attractive enough to really do it for her, she's going to have to get into it, develop it, and then rip herself out of it. Oh, so you're saying that you think she just hasn't met the right person yet? I think she's, she, yeah, she should be more selective. If she wait, wants wait, to be but selective, by being selective, she needs you're to be making more it sound selective. like she shouldn't enter these relationships in the first place, which in my eyes gives her experience. She's getting out of the house. She's, you know, learning I, what she d- I, likes and doesn't like. You never know. Maybe a I guy agree. isn't your type, but then when you spend time with him, he might become your type. But I'm also talking as a sacred But I agree for like the average person. This woman has specifically pointed out that she is disappointed in the attractiveness of the men she's dating. So I think that she should start cutting down the number of men that she's dating based upon what she finds attractive. Mm. And I know that sounds superficial, but this is the question. I'm answering her question. Yeah. I... Uh, sort of agree. I feel like my answer is sort of adjacent to yours. It's not really the same. Hmm. I am a someone who, whose exes look all completely different. I've found them attractive in their own way. All hideously ugly. <laughs> but, you know, at a <laughs> glance, some of them maybe I was a little more proud to show off than others. But in, at the end of the day, I was attracted to them because of their personalities, and then that made them more attractive. So some of them might have been more conventionally hot than others, and I certainly have dated guys where I was told, maybe after we'd broken up, that they felt I was out of the league of the guy I had dated. But that has never mattered to me, I guess, because if if I feel if I'm like into your mind and I find you funny and and smart, then. I find you attractive regardless. And I, all the guys, the guys have been different shapes and sizes. So. No, I get it. But you're talking about yourself. I know. Well, no, I'm getting to my point. Oh, my sorry. point is if you need someone of a certain caliber of looks, and then this is tying into how I agree with you, prioritize that. You know, how funny does the guy really need to be? How smart? How educated? How all the other things that she says she's also looking for. All I'm saying is that if the level of attractiveness is like top three or four, where you need to want to rip that person's clothes off, and that's not something you can achieve through a mental connection, then you need to bump it higher on your... And and likely, I'm just going to put that out there, likely give up something else. Right. I'm sorry. That's, well, that's, that's, the, that's the other issue. Yes. If she can just solely shoot for guys she finds hot, but... But she's definitely going to be letting go of a lot of other things. Yes, definitely. But I do have a girlfriend who is like this. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to her about it. And I was so confused. I was like, well, just, just you know, meet someone who you find like moderately attractive and whose mind you love. Mm-hmm. And then they'll become attractive. And she's like, it doesn't work that way for right. me, Charlie. You get one or the other. <laughs> yeah. And I was so confused because I was like, why wouldn't that work? <laughs> So in this case, I, I feel it's not an easy answer, Carrie. Here's the thing about leagues, because a lot of people have been asking about leagues. I do think that it is rigged for men, especially with online dating, especially since men have more of an ability to alter their league based on things like how much money they earn or how funny they are, right. how famous they are. All mm. these little things can get them hotter or more accomplished or funnier or smarter women. And so I remember reading this or hearing this a long time ago when I was in my early 20s, and it has always stuck with me that you know your league by by gauging the average 
of the type of person who commits to you. Not the average of the people that you can get dates with, but the average of the people who not only date you, but want to commit to you. That's, a, that's, a, that's good. I like that. There's a higher end to that and a lower end to that. And I do think that will shift with the online dating climate. Sure. Like, I, I can't help but think that a certain type of woman 10 years ago could maybe get a notch hotter on the on the guy hotness scale. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I do believe you're right. You're right. You should go with the empirical evidence. Like, yes, the proof who, is who in the likes pudding. you who who works for you? Who, yeah. who wants to be with you? And ultimately, if that is what you're looking for, which is commitment from someone, someone who wants to be with you, that's what you need to base it on, not on who will sleep with you and who will go on two dates with you, but who wants to be with you, committed to you and start something with you. Yeah. The average of those people. That might be an an annoying answer. And I also think just as one last addendum, I think that she has to ask herself, what is she looking for? Is she looking for something really long-term or is she looking to have fun and just have these short relationships? Because if she's looking to have fun, I would say just really, you know, cut down on the number of guys you're dating and find the guys you're attractive to. Yes. Attracted to. Find the guys you're attracted to. Don't settle for less. Don't try to experiment. Be like, maybe this guy I'm not attracted to is going to be the coolest guy ever and sweep me on I my do feet. like no, that she's done don't that. Bother. I like that she's done that thus far, she's though, done it. because she's learned now that liking their personality does not make them attractive to her. Doesn't make her a bad person that she needs some no. superficial attraction. That's totally fine. Yeah. No judgment. But she's done the field research. She f- she's realized that she's probably wasting her time by trying to shoot way below her pay grade. Yes. So weed out much better, but also ask yourself, are you looking to have fun? Because if you're looking to have fun, you should definitely be like just going for hot guys. <laughs> if you're looking to have something really long term, beware. You, you may need to adjust your criteria because looking for something, a guy who's hot and you want to show off to your friends and who you have good sex with usually does not correlate with a guy you want to be buried next to. <laughs> just say. Do you think, just to touch on that last thing, I do think I have the stigma of being an overeducated woman. Woman. Nonsense. I don't believe that. You, okay, so you think that's total bullshit. I mean, personally, I want an overeducated. I want. <laughs> I would love a woman who's overeducated, richer than me, and like tells Super. me what to do. <laughs> that's great. So you think the whole concept of a man being intimidated by a woman's success is complete and utter Those guys crack. are just zeros. Yeah. And I find those guys personally offensive. <laughs> I'm offended by that. They do give your entire gender a bad rap. <laughs> yeah, that's not... Most of us aren't like that. I'd like to state yeah. that. And, that and those guys is, suck. It's one of those things where if someone is like that, do you want to be with that kind of person who's so insecure that he's threatened by how educated you are? It's like, what is, it's no like, one's ever like, you're too educated. Like, that's a bad thing. Right? I it's, think. N- it's not like 1860. That means the guy is it's so insecure. insecure. He, he has he has a lot of potentially issues down, you know, south. Oh, oh. Oh, a guy who's intimidated by a woman's intelligence. We're talking bare minimum one inch deficiency below the belt. <laughs> At least. That's, Is there that's like generous. a correlation there? It's like, it's like the hot crazy scale. I it's mean, like intelligence and... There's two Turn there's two explanations. One is you're a complete douchebag and you're uh-huh. useless. Okay. And the other is that you have some manliness issues. Oof. We'll save that for another day. I don't feel ready to take no, that no, I'm, not, I'm not ready either, but, but that, that's a teaser. All right, Carrie, I hope that was helpful. If we had to summarize, if your looks requirement is not being met, you need to prioritize it differently. It's I respect, deeply respect that she's gone on dates with she's people. Tried. She has, yeah, she gave it a go. She was like, I, it turns out, no matter how smart and funny he is, it doesn't turn you me do on. You do not fit alone. a square peg into a round circle. Yeah. She gave it a shot. Yes. Doesn't fit. Now weed them out and find the guy you want and see how that goes. And and maybe aim a little hotter, but be willing to give up something else. Mm, a little hotter and a little dumber. 
Maybe a lot dumber. <laughs> start try, start the process by super dumb and super hot and then try to move up to somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and for the most part, my general rule of leagues, and you agree with me, right, yeah. is that your league is more or less the average of the pers- of the people who are willing to commit to you. I agree 100%. Okay. All right, moving on. This next question is from Rose. Dear Shandy. Ah. Mm, now that's our name. <laughs> when should you tell a guy that you have fake boobs? Or should you just let them find out on their own? <laughs> I knew you'd like this one. This is great. It's the best. It's the best question we've ever gotten. It's simple and sweet. I have a lot to say about this. This is a great question. Yeah, I want. let's hear a man's perspective on this. Okay, so... Can I give my... Oh, absolutely. I would love to hear your perspective. Well, my perspective is, how is that any guy's business before you get intimate? I completely agree. Okay. All right. Unless it comes up in conversation, like, and it's natural. Like, he's like, oh, I actually am a plastic surgeon, and I perform breast enlargements, or enhancements, as they call them. But anyway, my point is... Yes, unless it comes up incredibly conveniently in conversation, you should you should let him find out for himself. And like it's pretty obvious. Like when you touch them, you know they're fake. Oh, you're saying that the no conversation needs to be had. No. Why? Wait. You're saying that it goes without saying the second you touch a fake boob that you know it's a fake boob. If you don't know it's a fake boob, you're an idiot. The way I see this question, this is so interesting. The way I see this question is her feeling the need to just sort of explain it or provide some backstory. No. What, do you what, know, what you, I, I don't know why we're not seeing eye to eye on this. What are you this. missing on this? It, why should she have a conversation about her fake boobs? He's going to find out by touching them. Does she have to be like, I have to warn you? Well, it's so socially okay, acceptable. To me, when I heard this question. This question read, is very clear to me. She's asking... Should it be something I warn him about yeah, before he finds out himself? Yeah. And I say no. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So we're on the same page. It reminds me of, there was that call with Haley about whether or not you should put alcohol, whether or not you drink alcohol on your profile and then how soon in the dating process you should volunteer that information. And someone commented and made a good point about how it's so like American to be, to th- feel like you need to tell you don't really owe someone any explanation this doesn't need a warning or a story no i mean we're kind of getting off topic the point is rose you do not owe any man any explanation according to andy he'll figure it out on his own and according to me it's your body and you don't need to explain i would go even further and say that if any explanation is needed it's for a heavily padded bra because that (laughs) is deceptive and i take umbrage (laughs) <laughs> it's funny yeah there is no way that men really do that it's they're not going to like stuff something in their pants so in conclusion rose no you don't owe any any man that explanation absolutely not yeah Easy. and if the guy thinks they're real eh, go with it <laughs> who cares <laughs> yeah all right this next question is from kate greetings charlene and andy Do you want to tell the camera for, for future? The name is Shandy. <laughs> so basically what it comes down to is I am friends with some of my past exes and men that I've had sex with. We'll text, hang out in groups with our mutual friends and all as well. No lingering feelings of desire or anything like that on my part. I assume it's the same for them, but I don't actually know. My ex, T, would get very jealous of my friendships with them and started checking my text messages and questioning me about them to the point of exhaustion. Mm. He doesn't understand why I still have to be in contact with them or why I would want to be. To me, they're just my friends and I care for them and don't want to cut anyone out of my life. I can understand him being uncomfortable if I were to hang out with them one-on-one, but I agreed that I wouldn't. I woke up one night last weekend to him going through my phone again and reading all my messages with my friends. He accused me of wanting my friend and being sneaky and lying to him about it. I did not. He told me he looks at my phone because he loves me and wouldn't do it if he didn't care. Sorry, I almost (laughs) threw up on my mic. I know that's bullshit and it's just a way to try and justify his actions, but I've been starting to wonder... 
Am I just being too stubborn and strong-willed by not just letting go of those friendships? Is it a lack of respect on my part by insisting I keep these people in my life? Mm. Or is it just his own control issues and insecurities that he's putting on me and I'm starting to buy into? Yes. Yes. This is, this This is, I have a, this is a, this is a big problem. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know where to begin. I will say this. Women are attracted to confidence. I think I think they can say they're attracted to looks, they're attracted to money, they're attracted to a nice build, good, funny personality, but in the end, they're attracted to confidence. That's the number one. That's like family feud. Our number one answer well, is and, confidence. Yeah, and it's funny because the things, the other things you're listing are all basically things that serve the confidence. Exactly. So a guy might build up his confidence by being built or by making a lot of money or by looking after himself and looking really handsome, but ultimately... Ultimately, it comes to confidence. And by the way, a guy who has no money, no looks, no build, and huge confidence still gets pretty good girls. Yep. So basically what this guy and all the guys who are like him, which there are many of, which I find to be abominations, all of them, you are basically throwing away your confidence card. You're just saying, I'm so insecure that I can't even let you talk to friends that you've had sex with. I mean, women do this too. Oh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I agree, but we're talking about... We're men. talking about this guy, but I think it applies to both genders. Yes, I agree. Jealousy, insecurity, two of the worst traits you can have in life and in a relationship. Yes. So basically what you're doing is you're saying, I have both in spades to the point where I have to literally- <laughs> Look what I've got, jealousy yeah, yeah. and insecurity. <laughs> this guy Come better, and get it. <laughs> this guy better be really rich and good looking. That's all I got to say. But Yeah, uh, but what's the point of him even being rich and good looking if that even that doesn't give him it's, confidence? Exactly. Thank you. So this is what I will say. If you're in this relationship real heavy and you really can't well, get rid of this guy- Well, it's their exes. So she's, this is like a retroactive question. Oh, I didn't she said hear that my part. ex. Oh, good. T. Well, good news that he's an ex. Yes. Because that's Well, and he... it sounds like she's been starting to wonder am I being too stubborn no, and strong? No, 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 yeah. no. Don't wonder. No wondering. <laughs> this guy's an ex for a reason. You did the right thing. Don't make that mistake again. Any guy who's checking your phone or questioning your past, your friendships with exes. Yeah. Is a it's an absolute zero. Get rid of them. Yeah, and possibly dangerous. Those are the guys you got to be nervous about. Yeah, I, I find these guys. Oh, it's just. Oh, it well, and me the, off. the part I hate the most is he says he does it because he loves her and wouldn't do it if he didn't care. Oh God, oh. that's the part that I almost threw up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's just such deep insecurity and and jealousy. Yeah. Okay. Get over it. Totally. All right, Kate, you did the right thing by making T an X and not a current bow. And we are we stand by you. You are in the right. I think there's a direct correlation between this <laughs> and the guy who's more supportive of friendships with exes. Wait, what's the first thing? This. Is that a penis? That's a penis. It's a lamp. <laughs> oh, of penis. so you think it's the size of penis? <sighs> I mean, unfortunately, a lot of things come down to that. Wow. Okay. A lot of things today. I have a feeling. I just have a feeling. I mean, they say the size is only a factor. It's not, it's not all that matters. Maybe not, but you know, you never know. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. All right. This next question is from Anna. I'm quickly developing feelings for a guy, but there is a yellow, maybe red flag that is preventing me from fully breaking down my walls. A big part of me thinks it's completely innocent, but a tiny part of me is gnawing at me to take it more seriously. What is this yellow flag? He lied about his age on Hinge and in person on our first date and never revealed the truth until I confronted him about it on our third date. For anonymity's sake, we'll call this guy Jake. The fake age, 27. The real age, 31. By the way, guy named Jake never lie about his age four years like that. Wait, what? A guy named Jake would never lie about his age. <laughs> Jake does not lie about his age. So you're saying that age. the fake name she gave him is not oh. appropriate for the... Oh, I, it is appropriate in the sense that it's very fake. Because no Jake would ever lie about his age, especially by four years. <laughs> if Jake lied about his age, okay, it'd so be by 20 years. What's, a na- <laughs> what's the name of a guy that would lie about his age? By four years. Um, uh, Caleb. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was, that's good. I'm I'm impressed that you came up with yeah. that on the spot. 
Okay, here's a relatively quick backstory. Yeah. Date number one, we go to eat at an Italian restaurant and click right away. Probably within the first 15 minutes, we brush over the topic of age, saying we're both 27. The rest of the date goes really well. Um, blah, blah, blah. They share some passionate kisses. Date two, we go rock climbing. Oh, wow. Very good. It's a date heavy date. date. Good, I'm good jealous date. of their dating. We go rock climbing and finish off the date with a drink at a local bar. Mm. We have more great conversation. The topic of age never comes up. After date two, I do what any of us would do and stalk his social media. This is when I find out that he's 31. The discrepancy in age throws me off, so I do another search on Google. Everything points to him being 31. Not wanting to directly ask him about this, because I didn't want to reveal the fact that I had stalked him online, I indirectly ask him about his birthday. He craftily avoids answering, and we continue talking about something else. At this point, I survey my friends about this possi- about his possible reasons for lying. Four years is such a small difference to lie about, right? It doesn't make sense. We all thought it would make more sense if he was 41, lying about being 27 to land younger girls. But being 31 seems like a weird age to lie about. I'm laughing because I could not agree more. Yeah, it's so it, bizarre. It's such a weird age difference to lie about. Four years is just not... It's not enough. Yeah, I don't feel like four years is going to make the difference. But if if he is wanting to date younger women, if he wants to date a 21-year-old, I think a 31-year-old guy can still date a 21-year-old. It's... it's Well, this is what I... Oh, man. You want me to keep going? You want me to finish? Is there more? Yeah. Do we need more? I mean, is, is there really any <laughs> well, necessary want, details that well, we need? Let me finish. Okay. I resolved to figure out how to ask him about this on our third date. Date three, he takes me out for my birthday. He plans a really thoughtful date, considering we've only known each other for two weeks at this point. We have a really great night. We play ping pong and pool, blah, blah, blah. God, solid dates. Yeah, they have such great dates. <laughs> he tells me he wants to be exclusive, and I'm on the same page. However, however, he still hasn't admitted his real age to me. Weird, right? I finally mm-hmm. see my opportunity to ask. After the waitress asks for our IDs, he puts it down on the table. I quickly grab it, teasing him about his picture, and look at his date of birth. 1989. Clearly, he's 31. Oh, my God. That makes me feel old. I know. <laughs> Whenever I meet people who are born in the 90s, I'm like, when did this happen? <laughs> um, it's insane. Here's how the conversation proceeds. She says, wait, you're 31? I thought you told me you were 27. He says, oh, is that what I told you? Uh, she says, yeah. Did you lie? He says, yeah, I did. To be honest, I wasn't looking for anything serious when I made the app and thought 27 was cooler was a cooler age to put than 31. 31 seemed too old. She says, okay, but why did, you t- why did you tell me you were 27? He says, I didn't think this would go anywhere. And she says... Smooth. <laughs> she says, that's weird. And he says, I know, I'm sorry, sheepishly. Okay. I didn't ask him any more about it. We continued to have an amazing date. And so the question is, is this lie as innocent as he made it out to be? Or should I be more concerned? Did he change his age to attract younger girls? If so, is that normal or incredibly weird? I'm a fairly good judge of character. He has been honest about everything else, as far as I know. He has all the qualities I'm looking for, and we connect on pretty much every level. But part of me wonders if I'm overlooking a major red flag. The last thing I'd want to do is fall in love with a liar. And my feelings are moving in that direction. Mm. And so she wants to know, if is it a red flag? And should she bring it up? In conversation again before she gets too invested emotionally. Okay, I think. Oh, yes. He also lied about his height. Oh, <laughs> he's five six instead of five nine. But I know many guys do that, so it seems like less of a flag to me. <laughs> yeah, the height thing is a little more forgivable. Yes, forgivable and but, common. But he's he's showing a little bit of insecurity here, which is fine, I guess. This is what I will say: it's a yellow flag. It is she a called yellow, it a yellow flag, yeah, she, right? She rightly flag. called it a yellow flag. It's not a red flag. It's not a red flag. I would be a little more cautious and be aware to see if there's any other line going on. Yes. Just be a little more aware. D- date, date three, she knows of two lies. One is a white lie that, uh, as One much is a, as it's lame, it's like. But a I can lot see of, why a guy would do. It. If he's five six, that's on the short side. Five nine. Yeah, if you're six one, more yeah, you're not going to say I'm six four. If you're five six, yeah. you might say I'm five nine. I get it. Whatever. That's a big lie, though. Three inches. Three is inches is a big lie. One inch, totally fine. Two inches, even. Eh, 
Three inches too much. Yeah, but that's irrelevant. We know why he did that. That it's to get his foot in the door. So I'm not gonna. I'll, if I were, by the way, if I were five six and a male, I would lie about my height too. I might lie too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so that's fine. Forget about the height. The the age lie is weird. Um, there's a couple of issues I have with it. One is he's dumb for lying four years. He's just a, it's just a dumb move. It's boneheaded. I don't get it. But let's just assume there was a, an mo behind this. I think the M.O. was clearly that he was trying to score young girls. And when I say score young girls, I don't mean like marry young girls. I mean, he was trying to like, you know, get some numbers going with young girls because you're eventually going to have to spill the beans that you're not the age that you you lied about. If you date anyone, you mean? Yeah, you're not going to any long term potential long term relationships he's going to have. There's going to be this conversation where they're like, um, you're not 27 if yeah. she catches him in one more lie, especially in these early stages. But a significant lie, not like some silly lie. Like a real lie. Wait. Yes, I think it's I over. feel like even if it's silly, it's a red flag. I th- I feel like right now, the height one, green light. The age turns it into yellow light. The second there's one more lie, even if it's dumb, I feel like that's red I mean, I kind, light of, I kind of agree territory. with you. I, I kind of agree with you. Just because it's it's the sheer volume of lies. It's not, it's more about what it represents. Like what else is he, what's he going to lie about when there's some, some uncomfortable thing that he needs to tell her or yeah. should tell her and I, maybe chooses not to, you know? I think you might be right. I think it's one like, more lie and it's, a, it's, it's donezo. One more lie. <laughs> Give me just one more lie. And I'm gonna dump your ass. Is that that's the takeaway? Phil Collins. <laughs> In the words of Phil Collins. In the words of Phil Collins. That's my takeaway. One one more lie, and it's red flag territory. Correct. It shows a comfort with not telling the truth, but at the same time, the lie was made before he knew her, and so I'm interested to see if he lies now that he's known her. I agree, and I also would say. That age and height lies are in the gray lie area. Yeah. They're not like, you know, really duplicitous, manipulative, evil lies. Yeah. They're They're like pretty weak in the grand scheme of things. I forgot about this guy until just now, but I did date a guy who lied about his age. When I was 18, I met a friend of a girlfriend of mine's brother is that grammatically correct um, a friend belonging to the brother of a girlfriend of mine Ooh, english yeah, oh, i don't even you you're with me you know the relationship i don't need to know the background i just want to know the, the punchline uh well it's just that i was 18 and he told me he was 22 which at that age i know it might not sound like a big deal now but when That's you're 18 deal. 22 is really old yeah like to date a 22 year old turns out he lied and i found out Three dates in, more or less, he sat me. That's the difference. He sat me down and he was like, I have something to tell you. Oh, I'm noble. actually 24. <laughs> I'm I- actually an old man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm actually 24 and I'm sorry for lying to you, but I didn't think you would go on a date with me if you knew that I was 24. Noble. And he was to- right because I would not have. He, and I also he's, he he's young enough to make a dumb mistake like that. Like lying that you're 22 when you're 24 is like, okay, uh, well, that's and he, fine. Yes. And I think the big difference is the conversation. Big. Had. This guy, this guy's all right. He's yeah. all right in my book. It's funny. It reminds me of this time I was in high school and like the hottest girl in my class, this girl who will remain nameless, <laughs> um, brought a 26 year old man. She was 17. Ooh. She brought a 26-year-old man. That's to illegal. Like, it is. I think it's illegal. Is yeah. it not illegal? It, I think it's basically illegal. Maybe yeah. it wasn't then, but it is now. Oh, it, it was illegal. I think in the 80s, it was a little less uh, frowned upon. <laughs> she was 17. He was 26. And she he, she brought him to like some high school dance. We had her a hot party. I don't remember Ooh. what it was. And I remember looking at this guy. I'm like, that is the oldest man in the world. <laughs> like, how is that guy still alive? And now I think back on that, and it's very depressing. Oh, yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. That guy could be my kid. (laughs) Anyway, getting off topic. Age, age. It's all subjective. At This this guy feels old for 31. Maybe we shouldn't diss him for it. Anna, I I feel like we're just agreeing with you. It's a yellow flag. Keep an eye out. 
I feel like if there's another lie that it's yeah. veering into red flag territory because there are liars. There, there are people who just lie he, he for may no not reason. Be able, yeah, he may a not be able to people. help himself and he may regret it. He may be like, wow, I really thought I was just going to be boning a lot of girls on this site, but I met someone I really like and I regret this lie and now I'm glad it's behind us and I'm going to be good. I'm not going to lie anymore. Do you think she should bring it up again? Mm, no, let him let him trip himself up. That's, that's what I say. That's such a pessimistic yeah, way of give him, Make him feel super confident she doesn't care at all. I do think that it doesn't need to be up. brought up again. He no. said, you know, he admitted it. He said, no. I'm sorry. Done. He apologized. Let him make think that he is on easy street and see how he acts. <laughs> just set him up for the sting. Yeah. But there are people who lie. Like just for no reason at all, like the yeah. same like kleptomaniacs who steal for no reason. But he made the mistake, if he is a liar, of setting himself up to be permanently on watch by his partner, because he opened the relationship with a big lie. So is this is the lesson learned? If this were an episode of Full House and there's a moral of the story, is it to never lie about your age? Especially on if you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, because yeah. you don't want to waste your, li- totally, your first lie. Yeah, that's it. You've blown your lifetime of lying cover. Yeah. Oh. All right, next. This next question is from JM. Dear Shandy. Nice. I am a 30-year-old woman and have, as they say, sowed my oats. In my younger days, I was quite insecure and viewed sex as a means to an end to satisfy my ego. But as I got older and learned more about my body and my pleasure, it shifted from an insecurity into something more empowering. I have been single since 2014. I had some emotional baggage to unpack from my previous relationship and spent a few years unlearning that damage. I have dated consistently since then and have had few significant relationships, but none that led to anything super serious. No one that I ever called my boyfriend. I've ended things and I've been dumped. In February of 2019, after a string of emotional letdowns, I decided to become more or less celibate. I wanted to really figure out what dating and sex mean to me. In November, I met someone and we dated for a while, but it never became serious. We did sleep together, but it never felt emotionally fulfilling. Now I feel like I'm truly in a place to have a partner and give my time and energy to another person. However, I do worry about the sex aspect and jumping into that. I've never been one to hold back and have definitely slept with men on the first date if I'm really feeling it, but I don't know if that's the correct route anymore. Route? Route? I think route is good. I feel like sometimes I say route and I'm not sure why. I think it's okay to say route. It might be the British way of saying it. So they're both accurate? Yeah. Do you know if anything, t- the British is more accurate. Yeah. Okay. The King's English. Oh, no, the Queen's English. Why, so I don't know if that's the correct route. Route anymore. I consider myself a feminist and I feel no shame around the choices I make, but I am curious on your perspective about sex and dating and if there is such a thing as being intimate too soon. I know there may not be a straightforward answer. I have slept with men on the first date and it's turned into something more, sometimes la- longer lasting, sometimes brief. My biggest conundrum is that I like having sex and that it's an incredibly, and I think it's an incredibly important part of a relationship and getting to know someone. I am done with the casual sex slash one night stand part of my life, but I want to jump back into dating and sex is inevitably a part of that. How soon is too soon? And is there such a thing? 10 seconds. Too soon. <laughs> There's something sex in the city about this question. Doesn't it sound a bit like a Carrie Bradshaw? Article? It is. It is very sex in the city. Yeah. Um, my answer, as you know, yeah. is there is no such thing as too soon. I agree. If it feels right and it feels natural and you're not forcing anything, there's no such thing. It's sort of like how, you know, someone who had once asked, is there such a thing as moving too fast? Oh, I think that was our first ever caller, Caroline. Yeah. You know, did we move things too fast? It's not too fast if you're both on the same page, exactly. the same trajectory. In this case, it's not, there's no such thing as too soon if you're both on the same page and you both want the same thing out of it, and you both want to have sex with each other, and are both enjoying it. Yeah. If the, you're not into the guy, but you think he's hot, and you're like, oh, I'll just have sex with him, that's your prerogative. You can do that. Yeah. But that's not a healthy thing from her perspective. She's looking to sort of, I think, slow down on the meaningless sex department, yes. and kind of have sex in a natural way with someone she wants to be with. Yes. So I'm saying for her, she may fall into a, you know, like, oh, this guy's really hot, but I'm like not really enjoying myself, but I would like to see what it's like to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe avoid that. You see what I'm saying? 
Or is yeah, that- unless she thinks it'll be good and worth her while. I'm, I'm just saying for her particularly, yeah, it no, seems I like she her- needs to try to avoid totally meaningless sex yes. because she's aiming to have a meaningful relationship. Definitely. I've dated guys where I dated them for like three months or more, and I was always sort of gauging whether or not I would call it number... <laughs> I can't believe I'm revealing this, but I would call a guy number worthy, like whether or not he was worthy of being added to my number. It reminds me of uh, a lot of TV show references now. That Seinfeld episode where Elaine, what's the thing she's using where someone's like sponge worthy or there's some... Oh, sponge worthy. Sponge. (laughs) Sponge. Diaphragm or sponge? I think she said sponge. I don't think it's somehow diaphragm worthy doesn't doesn't have the same ring. Not the same comedic timing. (laughs) No. And that would be after three months. Meanwhile, someone else, if I was like number worthy, then, you know, early on. So I think it's all about, what are you laughing at? It's funny. It's cute. Me and the number worthiness. Yeah. yeah it's funny to, the, to look back on the rules you have for yourself when you're young. Yeah. Like, I don't have many regrets in that department. I dated a lot and I just... I think I took it all a little too seriously, I guess. <laughs> but in this case, I think it's all about the information. If you like someone and you feel like you're interested in exploring an emotional connection with them, to me, anyway, the sex is such an important part of that. And I, anyway, want to know whether or not you have that physical compatibility sooner than later. Absolutely. Get it out of the way fast. Not, not in a weird way. <laughs> Just you want to, it's like a detective. Yeah. No, truly. I know that sounds mechanical and we know by now that I do have some mechanical tendencies when it comes to dating, but I would be like, well, I like this person. Got to make sure that part works. (laughs) Totally. I agree with you. It's it's, it's going on the detective analogy. The guy's not gonna be like, oh, you have the murder weapon. Oh no, I don't want to see that right now. Let's leave that for later. Let's leave the murder weapon (laughs) for later. (laughs) Yeah. Let's just talk about the circumstantial evidence. I, I don't want the murder weapon. Yeah, that's a good point. Sex is kind of the murder weapon. And it's <laughs> and it's important. Yeah. So JM, the answer is no. The answer is no. There's there is no such thing as too soon except for 10 seconds. But there said? is such thing as 10 seconds is too soon. You got to get the guy's name and a smile. <laughs> then you can then you can Yeah, I think ideally you want to know one smile. you want to know the person's name. The name and smile. <laughs> and and um there is such a thing as too late though in my oh. book. Oh. Oh, okay. Can you elaborate? Well, I feel like sometimes women in particular, in this case, use sex as a bit of a weapon. I'm so glad you're touching on that because I was sort of hoping that we would talk about that. Yeah. There will be women who listen to our answer to this and probably think that we're wrong mm-hmm. and that as a woman, you should maybe hold I don't want to say well, hold well, out but you know well, what I mean the, well, hold out yes no well this is what I will say about that guys that judge a woman for having sex with them too soon are guys you don't want to date yes my opinion it's not your opinion that's fact and also guys that want to have sex with you and like you but you make them wait way too long also not good has that happened to you before? Yeah. So there has been, or there have been women that you were into and became less into because of how long it took to have sex with them? It was a little annoying. It felt unnatural. It felt like I was, there was a game being played. Ah. Uh, Didn't feel, it felt contrived. Yeah. I think the best thing is for it to feel as natural. And I think the, the, most empowered way as a woman to have sex is to have sex when you want to have sex and not use it as a tool or a means to an end. As soon as the woman is comfortable and desiring of it, Mm -hmm. it should be had. (laughs) All right. Did we answer this? The man should not judge. It should be had. He should be very pleased that it is being had. If he's the kind of guy that's going to lose interest in you because you had sex with him, let alone sex with him early, then that's something you want to know as soon as possible, can I just say? Yeah. Can you imagine if you dated a guy for three months and then had sex with him and then he was like, hey, got what I wanted, bye. I mean, it, is, it does seem unlikely that he would hold out for three months if he were like that, but again, he could have been interested and then it could turn out that the sex didn't live up to expectations. It wasn't what he wanted. 
you both want to know sooner than later. Agreed. I'm not, I'm not saying go out and have sex on the first date every time, but if you want to have it and you see something there long term, oh, information. It's information. Important. This question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, I have known this guy for four years and we are friends. We went to the same grad school, but I didn't really know him until my second year. I've always had a mini crush on him, but never acted on it. We would talk here and there through grad school and sometimes go out together with our friends. He would sometimes text me randomly just to catch up. I got a new roommate in my third year of grad school and realized two weeks in living with her that she used to date him for two months. She was not over him yet, and at this point, it had been a year and a half since they ended things. It's, wow. Just really hung up on someone she dated for two months, a year and a half ago. Right. She knew that I was friends with him and also asked me early on if I would ever date him. I said no because it would be awkward if I said yes. True. Yeah. And had already put that thought behind me after knowing she had dated him. I lived with her for a year, and during that time, she would talk about him a lot and wanted to get back with him. During this time, he also asked me out. But I said no because it didn't feel right. I never told him the reason why. I just said that I was busy. Bummer. Yeah. I could see that she still liked him a lot, so I talked to him about her, hoping that I could get them back together. This girl is selfless. Oh, my God. (laughs) But he had put that chapter behind him. Fast forward until today, we have all graduated from grad school and I'm still in touch with both of them. He has recently reached out to me more than usual in the last couple of months. He has also hinted that he likes me. My question is, I don't know if it's worth giving this a shot. It is. Does it make me a bad friend for even thinking about dating my friend's ex? No. (laughs) I have a feeling she won't be happy if I did and I don't know if she is over him yet. I like your little commentary there. Um, I actually, in general, think I think there are many, many scenarios in which it's not cool to date a friend's ex. This is not one of them. This is not one of them. Should As a they- matter of fact, the roommate should be ashamed of herself for even setting up a scenario where she should feel guilty about this. Yes, and the roommate needs to work Get on, on with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, two they months. dated two months, a That's year and a half dating. before they moved in together. And now it's been, I think, a year since then. Two months is not even dating. That's like that's like a casual little fling. That's nothing. Yeah, I think in some arenas of life, there's nothing wrong with being a little selfish. Yeah, but this isn't one of them. This is not right. No, this is one of them. I'm I'm saying anonymous should be selfish. Oh, she should be selfish. Yes. 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 Just because it's not like they dated for two years. There wasn't a ton of history there. But also, she's not best friends with this roommate. Aren't they just like kind of like friend-ish? Like, it doesn't seem like this is like one of her closest friends. She just happened to be roommates with her, and they got along. Yes, she still talks with both of them. Oh, the other thing is, by the way... She already knew the guy. She didn't. This is key. She did not meet the guy through oh, the room. Oh, she had roommate. prior knowledge. She knew the oh, guy beforehand. Forget it. This is just come anonymous. On. This is going no to date with the guy. <laughs> no, immediately. Yeah. You make up for lost time. Yeah. You only live once. You don't have to tell it's, the roommate. You don't have to tell her. But let's say the first date, or let's say you have sex, it doesn't go well. Everything is. You're like, eh, let's make believe this didn't happen. I, you don't even have to tell her. I feel like telling the roommate is not a bad call. You tell her after the first date went really well. You don't tell her before. Just go on a date, see what happens. You might find the guy repulsive in the end. Just go on a date, see what happens. Then tell the roommate. And whatever the roommate says, disregard it. (laughs) Unless it's like, yay for you. Enjoy and go forth. I definitely think the telling of the roommate thing is debatable. It depends how close she is. Like, is she super close with this roommate now where they talk all the time? That's one thing. But she knew this guy before she ever moved in with this roommate. The roommate dated a guy for, the guy for two uh, I'm, months. I, honestly, I'm angry. I'm angry. Anonymous, you are being too kind and considerate to your ex-roommate. Yeah. You live once. You have thought about this guy for years and have always had a mini crush on him and never acted on it. He's interested in you it's like, why? It's time. I'm insulted. It's time. I'm insulted okay. by this question. Well, I always love ending on an easy one. 
Yeah. This is like it's, This is the easiest question we've ever This thought. is a respectable relationship podcast. <laughs> no softballs. No. This is a softball. Anonymous, you needed a kick in the pants by sending this. Go on a date with a guy. Immediately. <laughs> and this is an example where in the first 10 seconds, the first 10 seconds it's okay to have sex. <laughs> Been enough build up. <laughs> on that note, do you want to wrap there on yeah, this episode? I think we're good. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Dear Shandy. If you liked what you heard, you know what you can do. You can like, subscribe, write iTunes reviews, comment, hit notification bells. Oh my God, I'm my brain. And tell your friends. Tell your friend. Thank you. It's always the most, you always forget that one. Word of mouth, I know. And word of mouth is the best gift you can possibly give. Yeah. Tell your friends if you think it's bad. Tell them I'm listening to this really terrible podcast and you should listen to how bad it is. Just yeah. tell your friends. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because they might like it, even yeah. if you don't. <laughs> yeah, then it'll be awkward. Yeah, if you hate this podcast, but you like us as people, tell your friends. Yeah, no matter what your feeling is about this podcast. <laughs> tell your friends about it. Tell your friends. Um, and then on, on that note, I think we can wrap. We can. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Yeah.